0: Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, and of course, is also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on board there, coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to Brave the Wild. This show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board again, once again today. Kind of dark, dank April morning. In Golden Valley, Minnesota. God knows where else some of you might be. Maybe it's sunny Florida or it's cloudy and thunderstorm Florida, wherever the heck it is. But uh, this series, it's kind of cloudy and thunderstorms and uh, sunny and stuff. It's kind of all over the place. So, where do we go? A wonderful, complete effort in game one and a wonderfully complete pile of garbage in game two. Oh God. Oh, what? come on. So, yeah, the series is tied one to one. I don't know. Should it have been 2-0? Who knows? But the thing is, (laughs) the main theme of this is Gustafsson was phenomenal in Game 1, and Fleury was put in Game 2 and was far from phenomenal. The play in front of him was not exactly, you know, (laughs) ideal. The play in front of Fleury wasn't ideal, but the saves that Gustafsson would make were not made by Marc-Andre Fleury. To me, it's common sense where we go the rest of the series and maybe the rest of the postseason, as most teams would do. I mean, if you have Vasilevsky, you want to leave him in, right? I think Gustafsson is a goalie that a lot of us are insanely competent in, or confident in um, in any situation for the most part. On the penalty kill, whatever, any type of shorthanded attempt, he'll make those big saves, and he'll just kind of hang in there and continue and be consistent. Flurry, he'll make a big spectacular save, oh my god, and then the next minute, he's sprawling all over the ice, the puck is loose, and guess what? Something went wrong. Boom, the other team scores, be it the Stars, be it the Anaheim Ducks. And that's where the frustration mounts for fans alike. Um, I'm just, uh, it's time. Fleury is the backup goalie. Fleury is a backup goalie. He's been a backup goalie, a backup goalie, since he came to the Minnesota Wild, in my opinion. Honest to God. Not that Cam Talbot was the superstar, but he was playing better at the time, and it is on him, him being Cam Talbot, for playing as poorly as he was last year. To—it uh, It is on him for the fact that the Wild even made the trade in the first place. It's kind of his own freaking fault how poorly he had been playing. Where this year, Gustafson clearly is the better goalie. He's been the better goalie most of the season. At the beginning of the year, we were all terrified of what we were looking at. by Probably a future Hall of Fame goalie who's kind of at a point now he's most likely a backup goalie. Like, they just get older and a little slower to react, and they become backup goalies. Like the Mike Vernons of the world and such, who are, you know, future Hall of Famers. At the time, he was a future Hall of Famer, anyway. And then you have a younger guy who is hopefully the guy. Um, Philip Gustafson is the guy for this team, at least for the time being, depending on how you feel about Jesper Valstead long-term. But let Jesper Valstead earn it. Don't be like, oh, Jesper Volstead is the future. You know, I mean, sign Gustafson for like a year or two. He's going to leave. Otherwise, it's going to be a five-year deal or he's gone. I got to think. I got to think. I mean, not for like a bajillion dollars. He's not going to be the top. He's not going to be a top five paid goalie in the NHL. But... He's going to get a significant raise, I'm sure. It's going to be complicated, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. All right, enough of the off-season show. (laughs) Goalies, 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 goalies. That's kind of what we care about right now. And again, a a more complete game by the Minnesota Wild in Game 1, which uh, was the most complete game we've seen in quite a while. And it was like, this team is clearly different than last year. Last year's team was kind of soft and not ready for it. They just weren't ready for the postseason, and they should have been and Dean Everson didn't make the adjustments needed at the time, where uh, Barubi did. Um, in some cases, we're forced to make adjustments because of injury after injury, but then again, welcome to the postseason of the NHL. Funny crap happens. Bad things happen. Like Hartman was playing on one leg, basically, this and that, and he ends up scoring the game-winning goal. Um, <laughs> Rube hints is going to be a hindrance for the Minnesota Wilds' chances of advancing, by the way. That guy's uh, uh, incredible. He's got Now he's got multiple hat-tricks on the Wild, but that's, of course, after game number two. Jason Roberts intends to score pretty much every single game the Minnesota Wild play against the Dallas Stars. Um, but a very tightly defended game. Guys were blocking shots. Gustafson was making saves, and guys were aggressive attacking Ottinger, who was also again spectacular throughout the night. Brock Faber is an NHL defenseman. Brock Faber is an NHL defenseman, not an AHL defenseman who's going to be in the NHL someday or In a couple months or something, you know, when this when next season starts, no, Rock Faber is an NHL defenseman already. Um, Well, I mean, he did have three years in college. It's not like he's he's eighteen, so think about it that way. In a lot of ways, he's going straight to the uh, yeah, he's going straight to the NHL next year, and there's no doubt about it because, well, obviously he's he knows what he's doing. He, He knows what he's doing. He's a legitimate defenseman in the NHL, and I gotta think there will there will be offense as his career blossoms in the next couple of years. There will be more offense. He's never going to be a 50-point guy, but he might get to 35, 40. You, you never know. At, at, at least 30. Some people will probably tell you, yeah, right, he's more like a 15 to 20. But whatever he is, he's a, he's a great defensive defenseman, uh, super high IQ, and I wouldn't be surprised if someday, later on, how many years from now, I have no idea, he will have an alternate captain. Uh a on his chest at some point i i think it's a strong possibility uh if outstanding captain in college hockey and he'd definitely be a captain in the ahl level for sure uh should should he wind up there for a short time but i don't think brock faber is going to be playing a, an ahl game anytime soon i really don't i mean you never know if it's like some kind of like okay you know get your footing back or something if he's recovering from something but let's uh, try to stay away from that kind of talk because I think we've had enough injuries here, as have a, as have other teams. Um, Sam Steele with a nice turnover us, and again, great play by Gustav uh, Nyquist, excuse me, uh, who has really been a godsend to this team since uh, coming into the lineup from the shoulder injury and recovering and all that. He is one heck of a passer. Uh, he has been a wonderful addition. Um, it's safe to say Bill Guerin had a. Awesome <laughs> trade deadline. I think most people would agree with that. Just about everybody. When you consider uh, how, how good uh, Marcus Johansson's been, uh, Gustav Nyquist is a fifth round pick, uh, you know, or was traded for a fifth round pick. And then you think of, you know, well, you never know who you might get with that fifth round pick. But if you have a next uh, <laughs> Karil Kaprizov type of player <laughs> around there, like although he wound up in the fifth round, take him in the fourth then. Take him in the fourth. Get ahead of the curb, so to speak. Even if you have to wait a couple extra years for the guy to arrive. Uh, God willing, he does. And, yeah, that's that's the only approach you have. And, of course, fifth-round picks are not all that hard to reacquire at some point in the not-too-distant future where Gustav Nyquist is a godsend to this team going into the postseason. And uh, it's a it's a thrill to have him. No doubt about it. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov would score the opening goal eventually, very late in the first period. Again, a very tightly contested game where shots were put on net, but the goaltenders were phenomenal. It was a pitcher's duel, as people might call it. <clears throat> and then Dallas suddenly had two goals uh, early in the second period. It came very quick. They were about two minutes apart. Uh, Rupinz on the power play, Jason Robertson on, the po- Robertson on the power play, as the Wilds' penalty kill took a big... Took a big dip for a minute there, and then came back to play, thank God. Because, like, right after that, like, Dallas went on another power play, and a lot of us, like, uh, you know, our heart was in our throat, like, oh, no, 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 no. Now we're going to, re- re- we're dead. We're going to go down 3-1. to one. But then, luckily, the Wilds' penalty kill was great the rest of the night, and uh, Philip Gustafson wouldn't allow another goal the rest of the evening. What do you think of that? Uh, we were the Quinnipiac to the Air Golden Gophers. It's just that simple, and I was kind of feeling that. I'm like, you know what? We're kind of like Winnipeg right now. Apologizes. I take a sip of coffee here, but, <laughs> um, but yep, yep. I did a Ryan Hartman, and Ryan Hartman did drink the coffee late in the game. Thank God. Uh, Sam Steele, and again, off the uh, turnover, Nyquist had the puck and was able to get it to Sam Steele. That guy, again, offensively and defensively, and of course his uh, passing ability, right time, right place. Nyquist has been a flat-out godsend for this team. And again, just a wonderful total team effort defensively. And again, pressuring Oninger as much as possible in this first game. And Nyquist being... Uh, I keep calling him Nyquist. <laughs> Philip Gustafson. I'm going to have ai am My head's going to explode. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Nyquist. Sundquist. Gustafson. <laughs> oh, I could go on all day. It's funny. But, well thank you for thank you for these guys thank you thank you Lord for every one of these players. Um, and again Sam Steele finishing and it's a nice feeling for a guy like that who had a strong start to the season things quieted down started getting scratched because he disappeared off the face of the earth. Important players like drew eriksonek Kaprizov, guys like that getting hurt and missing time. Um, Nike was just simply not being available for a long time until it was time you know, until the first uh, or the final week of the regular season sam steele had to come in at some point and he's been a wonderful factor for the minnesota wild at least for the time being it was a nice first game at least anyway and scoring in the postseason tying the game up and a really nice play and a good move on ottinger who felt like basically like a stone wall at that stage as the wild had way more shots on net than the uh, dallas stars uh, late through the second period, but uh, Sam Steele able to finish. And then you end up going into double overtime, which was really tough. It's scary. And again, you know, it's just like any mistake, this and that. But teams weren't really making too many mistakes. There's always a few, but then you have a goaltender on both sides making that huge save that uh, Marc Andre Fleury simply did not in game number two. So, again, just a wonderful overall uh, fun feeling winning despite the fact that <laughs> despite the fact that it was so late that some of us uh podcasters, uh show hosts and all that may have accidentally fallen asleep for short stretches and <laughs> had to re watch a few extra minutes to uh catch up to what we had what had happened. We'll just leave it there. Um it was <laughs> that's up. Yep, it was getting late and I don't mind late games, it's just this was double overtime though double, like it's one thing if the game ends after the third period and you win 3-2 to two or whatever uh, Gustafson making another couple of saves or something or some blocked shots, but this went to double overtime, midway through it but then Ryan Hartman again, able to uh, as the puck was able to get loose, squeak loose, thank God that's kind of the basically how you score goals in the postseason, is just attack, attack, attack attack, you know, enough with the fancy, you get cute stuff that you get away with in the regular season um, Sam Steele again, nice nice play getting the puck and getting it to Hartman. And Steele would have two points in the game, of course. And Hartman, as they say, playing on one leg, would score the game-winning goal and not play in game number two. And inexplicably, Philip Gustafson also would not play in game number two. What were they thinking? I'm not bitter about it or anything. No, I'm not bitter. I'm okay. I'm not bitter. I'm very optimistic. You know, it's uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, okay? He is uh, he's a future Hall of Famer. We've all heard that about 50 times. He wears those gold pads, you know, like you think of what he was with the Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, getting out of Pittsburgh, you know, and all that through the uh, expansion draft. Because, uh, you know, he was kind of he was having to back up Andy Murray in a couple of cup playoff runs. So go to Vegas, heck yeah. Go to a cup playoff, go to a cup final run with them as the starting goalie, and then unfortunately run into a buzz talk called the Washington Capitals. But, um, then again, Fleury has had a wonderful career and everything, but pretty much since leaving Vegas and heading to Chicago, it hasn't been the same for marc Andre Fleury. He's been about a three goals a game uh, goaltender, save percentage around 90. You know, and eh, You know, that's a backup goalie, folks. It's a backup goalie, and I don't know. Would you want like say an Alex Stalock out there against the Dallas Stars, the mighty Dallas Stars, at that top line down one game to zero when you have Philip Gustafson? who's giving up two goals a game. Two goals a game. Save percentage around 93. Probably the second best goalie in the NHL this season. Behind uh, the Allmark of uh, Boston, who's, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're insane. Insanely good. Obviously, and he's a big part of that as well. Um, I love Allmark, actually. (laughs) not going to lie. I liked him with Buffalo. And uh, St. Louis, actually. St. Louis more than Buffalo, sorry. Um, But yeah, you put in a guy... Who, who you know, is tends to struggle at times, uh, leaves the puck flailing around against this team. Are, are you serious? So, I don't know. Seven to three. That's all I got to say about that. You know why I lost seven three? It's okay. Flush this one out. We're 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 tied. I mean, who could who could ask for more? You're tied to the Dallas. T- no, you, you just you don't flush games like this out. You you just don't do that. And it felt like that's kind of all we really did. We just flushed it out. And yes, mentally, okay, fine. flush it out mentally. That's cute and everything. But, I mean, can we be better than this? Can we be better than this? I mean, not only was Flurry below average to borderline yucky, crappy, but so were the Wild in the neutral zone. And in our own zone and and all that, but in the neutral zone especially. Like, what are you doing? I mean, it's just a da-da-da-da-da. Oh, sorry. Oh, that sucks. Odd Man rushed the other way. Da, da 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 You know that's basically what it felt like on some of them. They might as well have played that song and put it in slow motion as <laughs> Rupins attacked the net unassisted for his third goal of the, of the series in two games. Yeah, and ultimately his second hat trick with the final goal of the game to make it seven to three. Just to kind of rub it in our face, almost it felt like <sighs> they might have played that. They might as well have played that song though. I mean, the thing this was six to three at the end of the second period. Six to three. And it, it felt like every goal given up in this game was either like the most like egregious turnover, followed by just the save that wasn't simply just wasn't there because it just wasn't because the goaltender wasn't making saves like that. He wasn't making the big save that oh there you go. It was just a back of the net type of deal, and they always tend to happen quickly, like the Wild. Make it 2-1. to one. Oscar Sundquist, again, kind of close from, again, Gustav Nyquist, Sundquist, this Quist, and that Quist. Uh, which, whichever Quist it was. Okay. Oscar, I know. Oscar Sundquist <laughs> from Gustav Nyquist. Was um, That was fun. Again, close to the net. And all that, kind of like a redirect. You make it 2-1. to one. It's like, okay, maybe we'll be alright. Uh, two goals given up by Flurry relatively early. And maybe it'll be okay. Flurry will settle down. We'll hang in there. And then Dallas opening pretty early in the second period. It was kind of boom, boom. Jamie Benn and uh, Dodonov. That one kind of rolls right off your tongue. <laughs> Jenny Dodonov. I, I like that, actually. Um, and then you're down 4-1, to one and it's like, oh, come on. And it felt like, again, both goals felt like it was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Where was that? What was that? What happened? Come on. You know, can't we be better than this? On down 4-1 early in the second period. That's just four goals already. Ugh, it's lousy. And then Marcus Johansson uh, was able to score off. And of Matt Boldy finally getting a point in the postseason. It's about time. But I suppose it's only his second uh, game in the postseason. Uh, this year, anyway. Um, <laughs> so his first point to this postseason. Marcus Johansson scores and then celebrate His celebration was kind of like, Okay, yes, yes, okay, okay, yeah. I'm not going to hug anybody, just let me slowly ugh, skate off the ice, because obviously, let's just say sore, sore ribs, bruised ribs are insanely immobilizing and insanely painful, it is it is a pain threshold type of thing, but let me tell you, you know, you don't want to wish it on anybody, let me tell you, um, and then Freddie was able to finish again another Nyquist assist, Nyquist assist, it just rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it, um, Freddie Goudreau again. I don't think I did. I talk about this on the last episode. The new five-year contract, or was it right after? I think I talked about it. Yeah, Freddie Goudreau, a new five-year contract with Minnesota. Not super surprising, and not super expensive. So uh, that's the good news. What is it like? About two million per, if I remember correctly. I'm going to make a hundred percent sure, but it is a five million dollar uh, extension. Got to make a hundred percent sure here. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> normally I have it all right in front of me, but uh, I just, I don't know, it just kind of came out of my mouth too, though, talking about that, I didn't necessarily want to get into the contract conversation at the moment, yeah, 2.1, 2.1, and then it goes on for a bit, of course, quite a bit, the summer of 28, which, yeah, by then, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how much more hockey he wants to play by then, because isn't he about, he's got to be pushing 30, right, so, yeah, He's 29, he's 30 in like a couple minutes here, May the 1st. So yeah, I mean, he sure he could still play 35, but uh, you know, we'll see. Nice high IQ guy, obviously smart, plays in his own, and then heck, what, didn't he get 20 goals this year? So you can't complain about a defensive center, third line type of guy with 20 goals. You can't really complain about a guy like that, and who is borderline elite on the power play, if not absolutely elite. On the, did I say power play? and the uh, the shootout, anyway. He'll save you in the shootout to prevent you from, uh, you know, getting frustrating losses and such against uh, whoever. Maybe you make a nice comeback against somebody and you want to escape with the win. But, of course, we're not going to be talking about any shootouts in the postseason. Um, losing in overtime, you don't get a point for that. Your Your season's over, potentially, depending on where the series is at. And games like this, this series will go very quickly the wrong direction. If uh, yeah, Fleury should not be in that the rest of the series. I'm sorry, Fleury should not be in that the rest of the series unless you absolutely feel the need for it, like Gustafson just is. You know whatever it is. I don't think Gustafson's gonna get shelled, and I'm knocking on wood saying that. I don't think he is. And if he is, well, well, we'll uh, we'll see you we'll see you next fall. That's about all there is. But at the end of the day, a lot of us pretty much we're thinking this when we saw Flurry and that in game number two. It's just, like, what were they thinking? Sorry, just calling it as I see it. (laughs) Isn't that what we're here for? To call it as we see it, rather than just go rah, 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 go wild, go wild? I'm not going to do that. Though I I want the wild to win, rah, rah, go wild, sure, but that's not going to be the whole show. (laughs) I want the wild to win, I want the twins to win, who are flashing on the screen at the moment. They lost a game to Boston, like, I don't know. When when one of their columnists is saying it's the worst lineup they've ever had, I don't know. But, and again, <laughs> the next game, the Twins just smoked them, so good for them. Um, we'll get into the, the uh, prospects a little bit. This, I believe, is going to be a two-segment show. Yeah, I'm going to keep this a two-segment show. We'll uh, have these game conversations here, which are pretty much concluded now. Uh, we're going to look at the prospects a little bit, and then, of course, um, jump right into fan interaction, and I'll have the uh, the uh, DraftKings ad at the start of the next segment. That's probably the best way to do it to keep things organized and making sense and all that for editing purposes. Because uh, Simple, simple editing purposes. Is just simply, yeah, are huh, show, showing exactly where the ad is so the ad agencies like know that I actually put the ad in the show. <laughs> Sorry, but um, yeah, it was. I don't know. It's, it's a mistake. Why didn't the? That's the funny thing. Imagine if Mark Andre Fleury put it put it this way last year. What if, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury had a decent game in game one, right? Didn't the Wild beat St. Louis in game one last year, if I'm remembering correctly? Otherwise, it was switched where we won game two. But yeah, what if like, see, the Wild win with Fleury and then, okay, Cam Talbot's in that, you know, (laughs) they certainly didn't do that last year, did they? See, we're we're making changes for the wrong reasons. Do you you see what I mean? The only good thing is the fact that the Wild didn't put friggin' Fleury in game one. That's the one good thing. But to oh we got to we got to get the other guy in now we've done that all year that type of thing. Um okay sure sure we do right you just got to do that I mean you don't do it you don't, you don't you know what you're talking about you know you don't know what you're talking Florida beat Boston huh anyhow yeah but I'll yeah I'll, I'll look around the uh Bracket as well here. Maybe right now. Now's the time to do that. So, yep, I'm done talking about the Wild at the moment in terms of just, well, you know, the actual gameplay and everything, or you know, games and everything. So the series, yep, Seattle had an impressive road win on the, uh, in Colorado in their first ever playoff game. In a lot of ways, kind of, sort of, similar to the Minnesota Wild 20 years ago. In the very first playoff game against the, the exact team on the road. Not quite the number one seed at the time. I think Colorado was Three, Yeah, they were three because we were number six. But regardless, a dangerous team that I recently won a Stanley Cup with a lot of established players on the roster. Um, and the Wild win game one and ultimately win the series after going down three to one not long after that. Um, of course, the Minnesota-Dallas one to one. <laughs> Winnipeg five to one win in uh, in Vegas. What the heck? So... All right. So much for the number one seeds in the Western Conference. All right. The, the, the two top teams in the Western Conference. Uh, see you next year. No, I'm just kidding. 5-1, to one, though? Hmm. 5-1. to one. So, Bruce Cassidy looked a little bit uh, like what just happened here. Jeez, that was that good. Edmonton in L.A. is going to be an interesting slugfest. Lots of talent. Kevin Fiala, did he play in Game 2? I don't know. Did he? Who Who knows, right? I think so. No, I don't know. I don't think he did, actually, but... I know he didn't play in Game 1, so one way or another, Fiala's a no-show in the postseason. When he played in the postseason for Minnesota, no points, and, or no goals or whatever, and then he plays, he's on LA, and everything looks promising, and he's not playing. Alright, uh, Dreisaitl had three points, but Edmonton loses 4-2 to two to go uh, to get the series tied up here to the Los Angeles Kings. Again, an old-school, epic battle going back about 30 years ago and beyond when uh, Gretzky would be playing against the Edmonton Oilers as a member of the Los Angeles Kings after one of the most infamous, uh, you know, days in hockey history, seeing Wayne Gretzky traded out of Edmonton, a dynasty, a dynasty that had just won the 1988 Stanley Cup for their fourth championship in five years. Five years. I mean, what an epic franchise. What an epic team that was. And they traded away Wayne Gretzky. Partially because, oh, he got to get his wife, uh, got to get her uh, acting career going. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Huh? How many cuffs did Gretzky win after that? Hmm. Yeah. I know Messi, I got at least two more. One with Edmonton, ironically, against Boston, which might be a rematch this year. Uh, and, of course, they're with the New York Rangers in 94. Boston and Florida. Florida won Game 2 after getting pounded pretty good in Game 1. Congratulations to Florida, making things somewhat interesting so far, but I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success in the postseason. A lot of people think that Boston might choke early, and they might. Uh, Toronto just reeks of choking early, because they lost Game 1 to Tampa, kind of convincingly, didn't they? At home, yep, Tampa, again, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. You know, they've been to the Cup three years in a row. Two championships in the first two. So on and so forth. Carolina's up 2-1 to one over a pretty decent uh, New York Islanders team. I'm glad they're back in the postseason. But unfortunately, I don't think uh, they're going to get too far because Carolina's definitely got a ton of depth and just overall talent, well-coached. And um, his, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get back into that Quinnipiac thing. But uh, it's just amazing how many connections there are with all that, with Hartford and and Ryan. <laughs> It's kind of funny how that, Yeah. Most of you know most of the stories with Hartford moving to Carolina and all that, North Carolina anyway, and you know a pretty cool name and logo with Carolina, but Hartford Whalers is, is, is the ultimate in my opinion. Not to mention Brad Um New York Rangers go up one nothing over the New uh, New Jersey Nets. It's a New York New Jersey rivalry, eh? Five to one win by the New York Rangers. Didn't really expect to see that. Uh, it's a good team. It's a very well well run organization. Sheskerton and all them. Um, Patrick Kane got an assist. So on and so forth. Jack Hughes got his first playoff goal. Uh, but that was it. That's the only point, the uh, the only goal anyway, that the New Jersey Devils would score. Interestingly enough, the uh, New York Islanders goaltender, who a lot of people say is even better than Sheskerton, has what looks like a New York uh, Rangers uh, you know, the, uh, the badge so to speak. The badge or the shield or whatever. Shield is what you call it. Um, on his helmet. It looks like an outline of the uh, New York Rangers' shield, so I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, crosstown rival type of thing, but yeah, yeah that's Sorokin, who's a great goalie, but did give up four goals versus a really good uh, Carolina Panth- uh, Hurricanes team that I think is, at the beginning of the year, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. In fact, I picked them to win the Cup like three or four times, so they better get going and win one one of these years before their time is up. But an unfortunate injury to uh, Terevanen where I believe he's out for at least for the time being um, with a broken hand. So Terevanen, obviously super valuable guy. Um, He's like the second, third best player maybe on the team. Not great numbers this year, but yeah, he's been a 60, 70 point guy. 37 this year, so maybe, I don't know, maybe a little time away for a little bit when he'll be able to get stronger and better. I don't know, maybe he'll be able to be more mentally focused. Who knows, but who am I to talk about? A hockey player being mentally focused <laughs> right especially somebody who's established as uh, Timo Terevinen so um, now we'll get into the prospects a bit a lot of the teams are in the postseason it's kind of cool to look at the brackets and such We're in, uh, I won't babble too much about them if humanly possible it's probably for the best uh, David Spachik uh, the Quebec major junior hockey league he has seven playoff points good for him in eight games after a relatively slow start his playoff run. Uh, he's on the Sherbrooke Phoenix, who are kind of stomping everybody. And then there's some kind of three way deal, which I guess is the championship round. I don't know how that works. I've never seen that before, unless something's wrong here. But it's set up kind of different and kind of confusing. It's, I guess, the semifinals. It's kind of weird. But um, yeah, 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 I get it now. Kind of. I'm not sure why there's three teams, though. Got to be some kind of strange mistake, but um, so far the Sherbrooke Phoenix have played eight games and they've won all of them. So, two sweeps. Watch out for the Sherbrooke Phoenix; they may win the whole enchilada. And uh, David Sobotek has been a big part of it with seven points in eight games, and of course being a good defenseman to go along with that. Uh, other prospects, if humanly possible. I deeply apologize for my screwing around here. A uh, hunter hate who's on the Saginaw Spirit in the O, H, L um they are about to be done unfortunately they had a uh, they had won in the seven uh, seven game series versus uh, flint the flint uh, thunderbirds i believe they no firebirds sorry and now they're getting beat badly by um the sarnia sting they're down three games to zilch unfortunately in that series so that's unfortunate three games to zero second on spirit that's hunter hate um i don't know why i didn't click on him i apologize I know he's doing something. Yeah, 8 points in 10 games, 3 goals, 5 assists. That's not bad. You know, that's not bad for a second off spirit there. But, unfortunately, their season is probably just about over. Um, so, that kind of stinks. Uh, Petrovsky, the Owen sound attack, apparently they won it all in 2017. But, because um, the thing loaded on that, it was weird. I was like, what? <laughs> but the Owen sound attack, um, unfortunately, they're kaput. Um... Is the WHL right? But yeah, either way, they're kaput uh, for four games in, and that's kind of uh, all she wrote when we're talking about them. So, and uh, he didn't have the greatest numbers, when I remember correctly. Yeah, he only had one assist in four games, so that's unfortunate. Um, oh, I clicked on the <laughs> no wonder I was like, where's Owen? They uh, yeah, they got beat four games to one uh, by the uh, Ottawa 67s, the former club housed by our. Uh, that, that housed uh, Marco Rossi for a bit there, in the um, in the OHL. So that's the story there. As for a few other players here, um, Danila Yurov. Yeah, I'm going to go to the KHL really quickly. And Danila Yurov, his team got beat in the conference finals. SKA they got beat uh, four games to two by CSKA, unfortunately. And again, eleven games, no points. So eleven total games for. Uh, Danilo, you're off in the postseason no points so unfortunately uh again similar situation with uh up oh, and i'm looking at the wrong guy again see that's my <laughs> similar situation uh liam ugren though way 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 more exciting in the postseason i think he's like what second in the whole postseason for his league in the playoffs 11 points six goals five assists but ultimately out now after 12 games um really really good showing though for the young guy and very, very, very bright future ahead of Liam Ogren, who can, when you consider how good Brock Faber has been and how likely he's going to be on the Minnesota Wild for many years and be a really viable defenseman, maybe even maybe even really, really good, uh, Liam Ogren, too. Oh, Ogren, sorry. That's the other part of the Kevin Fiala trade, so it's pretty exciting, actually. It might end up being one of the great trades for Minnesota, uh, depending on how good Fiala really ultimately does. It's not like he was terrible, but at the same time, you know, I mean... It's not like you're, yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, he's been fantastic for the LA Kings this year. That's why I'm saying it's not like he's been terrible at all. Not many guys can get to 80 points, so obviously, hopefully, Ugrin can come some uh, somewhere near that. But then you add Brock favor. so it's a nice, uh, nice dual deal there for Minnesota going forward. Bankier, yep, he's obviously having an unbelievable playoffs for the Camelot Blazers. Uh, unbelievable, seven games, twelve points. That is. Uh, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The WHL playoffs, the Kamloops, uh, Blazers. They're up three games to zero, so they're just kind of getting started here. They they beat, uh, is that Everett? Yeah, the Everett Silvertips. Yep, that's where uh, I forget now, but that's where one of our recent prospects came from just a couple of years ago. I think maybe Damien Giroux. Uh, and they're kicking the Portland Winterhawks butt pretty bad. Uh, three games to zero. Kamloops, Blazers, and Bankier has been incredible. Again, like I said, 12 points in seven games. He has been... Uh, Whoo, Caden Benke Keep it up, buddy. Five goals, seven assists, 12 points in seven games. Caden Benke I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm really excited. I I, I am. Uh, obviously, again, it's just the juniors, but still, to perform that well, it means something. It means something. You know, like, go out and kick some butt. And he's going out and kicking some butt. Um, Kyle Masters for the red. Nope, nope. He's on the Campbell's Blazers as well. I keep forgetting that. Uh, so he's also... In their uh, defensemen, three assists in seven games. But again, they're, you know, what are they? What are they? Seven and one on the six and one. Six and one so far in their postseason. Would they miss a game? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's seven games. They're, yeah, six and one in terms of victory. Six and one on the season so far. Yeah, yeah, they didn't win the second round yet, but they better. <laughs> don't, don't don't lose now after three games to zero. That'd be kind of funny and sad at the same time. But three assists so far for Kyle Masters, who has had an awesome season. Um, uh, Kamloops, Winnipeg, Ice, three assists in eight games. Obviously, again, his number's not as sexy as some of the others. But uh, Winnipeg is tied with the Moose Jaw Warriors. The Moose Jaw Warriors, they're tied. Three assists in eight games. Four, and this is the second round. So second round for Kamloops and all of them. Um... Ontario Hockey League, they're in the second round, like I talked about. Saginaw is pretty much done, unfortunately. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, basically, yeah, Sherbrooke, they're like kicking everybody's butt. So that's impressive. They're they're probably going to win the whole thing. They, uh, the Gillies uh, Courtois uh, Trophy. Corto Courtois Trophy. I think I'm saying that correctly. The Trophy, Trophy with a French accent because it's the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So yeah, I mean, some of the prospects having some pretty nice, uh, pretty nice runs in the postseason. Liam Ugrin, very exciting there, considering he's at a higher level there, uh, over in Sweden. And then you have uh, Kaden Bankier, absolutely dominating in the WHL postseason. Like, wow, like about two points a game, and it's exciting to see a guy perform at such a high level. Like he's had a great regular season, but an even better postseason. And when you see players step up even better in the postseason. Makes you feel freaking awesome. So, Caden Bank here is like the prospect of the week, I think, for well, yeah, prospect of the week, I think when it comes to the uh, comes to Brave the Wild, anyway, at least at this stage. Um, why am I forgetting who the uh, player of the week was? Oh, yeah, Sweeney. Sweeney, up yep, had some good games as well for uh, Iowa, but unfortunately, they're down 1-0, to zero, at least 1-0 to zero in their postseason. So, it's been relatively disappointing with Iowa this season even though there's some causative moments here and there. Generally speaking, it's been, I'd say, more on the disappointing side of things for Iowa. With that, uh, the award for these two games, anyway, when it comes to the Minnesota Wild, this might seem biased, this might seem kind of mean and petty, (laughs) but Philip Gustafson's getting the Mike Madonna Award, Mark Henry Fleury's getting the, and it might be a more gentle one, because the play in front of him did not help, but he still wasn't good. Mark Andrew Fleury is getting the James Harbaugh memorial. But I mean it's a combination of uh, poor play in front of him and decision making and all that and stubbornness I think with some of the with the with the approach going forward here. With that said, we'll take a quick break, come back and we will get into fan and direction. The second segment and the last segment of this episode. We're down to two segments now, now that we're out of the regular season. Hoping for clicking on the right buttons if humanly possible and jumping into DraftKings right here and right now. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pre-game money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, every team can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook opt-in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Pretty good, eh? <laughs> $10, yes. Um, obviously, the series have been fun for the most part. Timberwolves played way, way better last night. It was kind of like the Wild game was depressing and it sucked and the Wolves game was kind of fun. Uh, whereas game one, the Wild game was impressive and fun and the Wolves uh, Wolves game was depressing. But unfortunately, it's the Timberwolves and Denver's just kind of better than us right now, even though they shouldn't be, but they are and all that. Maybe they shouldn't be as much better. And the uh, Denver Nuggets took care of the Timberwolves with a nine, uh, nine-point victory anyway. Timberwolves down 2 nothing, but, I don't know, the Timberwolves are just an 8th seed, and it's, ah, so, there's that uh, Phoenix insanely, uh, impressive second game after an insanely impressive first game with the Los Angeles Clippers, so that was kind of fun to keep track of, Sacramento, Golden State, uh, Day Day, as they call him, Draymond Green, I call him, I, I don't usually, I, I'm not big on nicknames, I just call the guy's name, Draymond Green, um, losing his mind again, I don't know, he, he is, he is the modern day Dennis Rodman, um, when he plays well, he is a Hall of Fame talent, you know, with his defense and physical, this and that, and his high IQ, but he can screw you as well by by being crazy, by being crazy and losing his temper, kind of like a guy named Dennis Rodman, so he is a modern day Rodman. Sacramento up two games to one, I say get those Warriors the heck out of here, they're a bunch of jerks, never been a fan of them. Sacramento, a lot easier to root for, uh, until the Timberwolves play them in a playoff round, then I'll find some flaws, I'm sure, kind of like Memphis, I can't stand them. Now, I'm um, actually cheering for the Lakers versus Memphis, but that series is knotted up because Memphis just came back to play the second game after getting beat impressively by the Lakers in the first game. Um, they got beat. <laughs> Miami beat Milwaukee in the first game, which was crazy. Some weird storyline there. Not sure what to say about all that, but an entertaining matchup nonetheless. Bucks should be able to take care of business. Knicks and Cleveland can go either way. That's a fun one, one-to-one. Probably the most entertaining series over well the most entertaining series might end up being the Clippers and the Suns but unfortunately Paul George is out now so maybe you might want to bet the, the bet on the Phoenix Suns until the uh, until the, until the app freezes because it's you know getting over overwhelmed with data. Data not data. everybody calls it data. I call it data still. so I, I don't know when that changed, but uh, data okay Philadelphia 76ers are taking care of Brooklyn I guess keep betting on them. I guess so, In Boston over Atlanta. I like the Hawks mostly because of their logo and their color scheme and all that. I've been a Hawks fan forever, going back to Dominique Wilkins, but unfortunately it's going to kind of be like what it used to be when Bird and the boys would beat the Hawks, no matter how talented that Hawks team was. Um, there's no Larry Bird or Dominique Wilkins on either team, but yeah, the Celtics are, are still my team to win the whole enchilada this year. So I'm going to keep betting on Boston figuratively and literally betting on the Boston Celtics to go all the way versus the Phoenix Suns of the West. Uh, The Phoenix Suns, to me, are the only team in the West that can win the championship, the only one. And I think they are coming out of the West. Uh, If someone else does, I think they're probably going to lose in the finale to Boston or maybe Milwaukee, but I think it's Boston. I really do. So talking about the matchups, it's just a lot of fun. Maybe I went on a little long, but that's kind of the fun of it, though. I'm sure DraftKings appreciates that. Uh, <laughs> so yep, um, any upcoming game and all that. Phoenix Suns winning game three. I, I I'm I'm strong on the Phoenix Suns winning game number three. I was actually probably supposed to just mention one upcoming game. So my apologies, Phoenix Suns, but I uh, I mentioned a lot of them. So <laughs> I do think that the uh, Phoenix Suns will win with the lack of uh, Paul George and the, also the fact that uh, again they they just seem primed and ready and kind of on a run where the Clippers tend to fold when they start to get knocked in the mouth. So, we'll see. Um, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. So, yes, they prolonged things by looking over the NBA. So, I apologize. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It's, just, it's sports playoff season. So, let's enjoy it. So, that's the fun of it. Apologize if I drag that out. Drugged that out too long. But I'm not sure the fan interactions as crazy as it is sometimes. Yep, yeah. I don't think there's any. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I don't know if Tom Hahn came back. That's unfortunate. But he, yep, he, it's an occasional lightning round from Tom Hane. But uh, when he does, I love him. And uh, he's obviously really uh, a, a great hockey mind, and he's always welcome on the show. At Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild. Is the Twitter account at Brave the Wild? At Brave the Wild. I was saying, feeling optimistic. Let's talk, brave. Let's talk Minnesota Wild, and so on and so forth. And yep, got some responses. And it's time for the Derek Felska Lightning Round to a return. Da da da. Yes, sir. That's that's that. That's just me cheering for the Tampa Bay Lightning, though, because you know they're going to beat the the weeds, as they call them, as uh, Tom Han calls them, the weeds. Yes, and it does look like a marijuana leaf a little bit. It does more than it should, because it's supposed to be a maple leaf. Weird. Anyhow, yes, the Matt Dumba hit on Joe Pawlowski, which I didn't even talk about, but I did that on purpose. You know I did that on purpose, right? Because why talk about it and then say, oh, I already talked about this earlier. That'd be rude. So I'm not going to do that. I did that on purpose. Uh, There's a a method to my madness. Uh, Thoughts on Matt Dumba's hit on Joe Pawlowski. Clean, dirty, legal, illegal. Did the review rule to the five-minute major. Prove itself in that instance or not. Um, I think it was clean and legal, but, you know, obviously just tough, uh, a a tough luck type of thing. Unfortunately, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, and I don't know, it was maybe a a tiny bit late, maybe, but not to a point where the guy should be suspended and all that and fined. Um, It was a, it just was a, it just was kind of a tough luck type of thing. Kind of like, yeah, I mean, what do they call that? Like maybe your your heads down or something, bad timing type of thing. Uh, Justin jumps in, says, "Clean and very unfortunate, an injury occurred." Yep. Yeah. Derek says, "I agree. Just want to see what Joey has to say about it." Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, I mean that's Justin summed it up very very well in a, just a couple words there. Yeah. Um, pff, yeah, It's very unfortunate that an injury happened, and kind of like what happened with the the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights a few years ago, and man that pissed me off when the knights blew that game and that big 5 minute major and the sharks scored like three goals in like a couple seconds and I, uh, that was frustrating cuz that was a really nice vegas team that ended up losing in that series Oh that one's st- <laughs> that one that made me mad i remember i was outside watching the game in the you know on a nice 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 spring evening at the time i think that was 2019 20, 19, yeah. yeah was the uh, Vegas went to the final in 18. Um, man, uh, that was a bummer. That really was a bummer. Fun series to watch that ended up, everything went down the toilet very quickly after that. It was really disappointing. The Vegas Golden Knights blew a golden opportunity to make a huge playoff run. Um, but yeah, Pawlowski, hopefully he's going to be okay. But unfortunately, will not return in this series. But Dallas plays anything like like last night, and the Wild play like anything last night. It's not going to you know, the the Dallas Stars will find a way to win this series anyway, and we'll see what happens if is able to return for the second round, but hopefully the Minnesota Wild deny that opportunity for the Dallas Stars. Next, Derek Velska, at crease and assist, at crease and assist, and of course host of, and I better say this, (laughs) the crease assist uh, the crease and assist podcast, crease assist podcast is what it's called, Uh, hashtag priest podcast for comments and questions. This is kind of how I do hashtag BTWMN. It's crucial to do, um, to do that uh, hashtag. It's just, you know, it keeps things organized and chronological and all that. I love that. Now, I mean, of course, people are going to reply and not necessarily add that. If you can, that would help. It really will. But occasionally I'll be able to see the reply anyway because it's that, that little bubble. So that's that's fine. We'll figure things out. But at least the uh, you'll, you'll have the lead the lead, so to speak, of the uh, comment, like it creates like a little thread, I guess, with hashtag bjw man on each comment. Garrick says the uh, Vegas Golden Knights miraculously had Mark. Yeah, isn't that something? Mark Stone come off the long-term injury uh, injured reserve part of me to join them in the playoffs. Is this salary cap circumvention? And why do you think the league doesn't make a rule after that after the fact the way it did with cap recapture? Interesting question, and it is really interesting what they did. It's almost like uh, as they call it the hockey gods <laughs> that was kind of the hockey gods got back to the golden Knights with that five to one butt kicking by uh Winnipeg now, yeah, <laughs> it's as they call it it's a cliche thing, the hockey gods type of thing, so it's almost kind of like yeah, it's like some so <laughs> it's like obviously, I'm sure it is frowned upon and I don't know. It, it's just whether you call it karma, you sow what you reap or whatever. It's kind of like what's happening now with the Vegas Golden Knights. Who knows if they're going to blow in the first round. But yeah, I mean, the Capri capture, that put the Wild in quite a conundrum, quite a uh, whatever the word is. I, I know there's something with a P that I want to say, and I'm it's not coming to my head. Um, I don't know. It made things very difficult on the Minnesota Wild long term here. And, uh, well, that's why Kevin Fiala's gone. Instead of playing with Mad Boldy, long-term, with Liam Ogrin someday. Oh, Ogrin. Well, not Ogrin, because he he wouldn't be here, unfortunately. But, kind of sad to think about. But I guess Danilo Yurov, unless we trade it up to get uh, Ogrin. Who knows? Um, Eventually, if they ever get here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's... It kind of is salary cap circumvention, isn't it? Because like, oh yeah, yeah. It does feel like they were kind of playing the the system. But I guess it's one of those things where, you know, people in life do crooked things, but if it's not illegal, they're going to keep doing it. It's one of those. I don't agree with the kind of, I don't agree with that kind of lifestyle. I like honest people. You know, if you're going to work the system, so to speak, I don't like you. And I'm sure a lot of the people might not like what the Golden Knights did here either. So we'll see. Um, Maybe there will be a change. I'm not sure why they don't, but uh, again, maybe at some point they will. Maybe at some point they will. Otherwise, the only other reason why they don't is probably probably greed. <laughs> probably greed. So they're like, hey, you want the best players on the ice in the playoffs, so get them out there. La, la, la. But of course, sometimes it's good to have the best players on the ice in the regular season too, Golden State Warriors. Anyhow, <laughs> like the yeah, like the whole load management crap, but that's different though. That's a whole different conversation. It's not salary cap. Like it is in hockey. Um, Yeah, it's screwy. It's screwy. Next one. Why do you think the NHL is having the Wild Stars games at 830 and and at 850? Yeah, that's the annoying part for a lot of people. You have to F around forever for 22 minutes. 852 puck drop. Is it just because of TV or because they think it will be a boring series so they're placing it in a difficult time slot for everyone? Um, TV. I think it's because of TV to kind of try to get uh, every game uh, full watching ability, I suppose. I kinda like I kinda like it, but I know there's a lot of people that don't. I kinda like it for multiple reasons. Again, so the games are all on and all that. And it's funny how the NBA did that as well. Like the Wolves game didn't even start till nine. Denver's in mountain time zone, so it should have been like eight. But it kinda is what it is. You're in the West versus the East. It's it's a it's a West versus East thing, I guess. And I, I don't know. It's like you want to try to make as many games available as possible. To fans, where they don't have to compete against other games, I guess. So to me, it's a TV thing, no doubt. Um, it's annoying a little bit for some, I'm sure, but I'm one of the I'm one of the weird guys that that's okay with it, especially again the second shift thing and all that. And again, the fact, uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have games spread out a little bit versus like you know most of the games at like seven or something. So that's kind of how that goes. Um, I understand people's frustration, though. I mean, imagine you have to be at work at like 7 or 6 or 5 or 4 or something. Then you're kind of bleeped. Or people overseas and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah. Continuing the lightning round. uh, What Minnesota Wild player do you think needs to step up their game, two games into the series? And which one do you think has been the most pleasant surprise all by two games in? Matt Boldy needs to step up. Uh, Definitely. That's a big one because he did get his first assist and he did get some scoring chances yesterday. But, I don't know. He did get some scoring chances yesterday, but he, well, he didn't finish. It's a results. Sports are, sports are about results. And Boldy's not been scoring. So, Matt Boldy, to me, it'd be so nice to see him stop up um, Off the beaten path says Matt's and Brock. So, like Matt Zuccarello, yeah, he's been awful. He's the other, he's the skater. He's the skater. If you don't want to pick on uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Matt Zuccarello with the effing turnovers is one of the effing reasons why the effing goals are in the effing back of the net. Okay, sorry for that. I had to say it, though, because game two sucked. Game two sucked. You know, <laughs> it's that simple. Um, Matt's yeah, Matt Zuccarello has definitely the, been the worst skater. Definitely. It's not Matt Dumba, for sure. Uh, Dumba's been focused defensively, which is interesting. So some people might think that he's going <laughs> to, like, oh, maybe we're going to resign him after all. But uh, no, no. Kind of like, uh, like Kevin Fiala. I'm sure you'd like to. I'm sure you'd love to re-sign Kevin Fiala. Wouldn't that be great? Even if he does suck in the playoffs. Well, maybe that doesn't mean he's going to suck forever in the playoffs, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but it it is what it is with the uh, the, the the cap crunch. Uh, unless Dumba wants like a million a year. But also, again, there's other prospects in the system that I would like to see given a, a chance at some point where I don't want to... Con- con- uh, what do they call the word? Commit. Why am I lack of simple words like commit that word couldn't even come into my head today i don't want to commit five years to matt dumba uh five years to matt dumba even if it's even if it's super cheap like a good you know 2.5 or something 2.1 um i don't think i want to do that i suppose he'd be easier to trade though at that price much easier to trade at that price because i well, recap circumvention everybody wants to circumvent the cap so to speak one way or another not ever not literally cheating but kind of work around it so to speak and um, yeah, five uh, six million a year ain't gonna do that. So, but yeah, uh, nice thoughts there. Uh, thank you, Derek, for that one. That's a good one. As um, for me, the uh, yeah, I didn't even mention the biggest surprise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of did. Brock Paper. Yeah, he's definitely been a big surprise. I'm trying to think. Um, Gustav Nyquist, in a way, in a sense, has been a very pleasant surprise. In a sense, where. <coughs> Obviously, he looked really good in the regular season games, and we know he's a he's a legitimate top six NHL player. We all know that. Well, most of us know it anyway. Um, but again, coming back from the shoulder surgery and such, and a, you know, it's a slow recovery for him to be as positive uh, uh, as positive as he's been for Minnesota since coming into the lineup. Insanely pleasant surprise, I think, along with again, uh, um, Brock Faber, Anthony. Aiden says, Felino needs to step it up. Stop taking unnecessary penalties. Faber and Dumba look great. Yeah. Yeah, and Dumba's been a very pleasant surprise defensively. Defensively. Um, certainly not perfect, but definitely been good. Thank you, Anthony. That's a really good one. Anthony, at Anthony 8 and 7 And then uh, off the beaten path is at CC Road King, Minnesota. King of the road, right? Yep, good ones there, guys. Awesome. I believe we'll continue this uh, lightning round. I think there's at least one more. <clears throat> yep, and then we got Jay Bushy. Uh Derek Felska again says twenty one Minnesota's Minnesotans were listed in the NHL Central Scouting's final rankings, many of them from high school ranks. Which Minnesotan do you think will hear his name first in the twenty twenty three? NHL draft. I'll admit I'm not as learned on this topic. Uh, you probably are a lot are way ahead of me, Derek. I, I gotta think. But um, I, I was able to pull up something along the way to kind of work as like a, you know, to kind of give me an idea. And I got to think it's Oliver Moore. I mean, he looks like he's kind of far and away. Um, they have him ranked number six overall, at least a while back. Uh, like a few, um, That that's kind of what I would learn uh, lean towards is Oliver Moore coming out of Moundsview. Otherwise, Charlie Strammel, Danny Nelson. Cool to see a Luke Middlestead in there. But he's ranked like 82nd, so to speak. So I, I, I I'm leaning towards oliver moore out of mountains view um he's so far the highest ranked and i know that might come off as like a lazy <laughs> kind of being lazy well he's the highest ranked guy but well he he is <laughs> so <laughs> he, he is uh, and he's coming to the first that's a very attractive thing kind of like a cooley last year that was really exciting so that's a wonderful addition for the minnesota Gobers going into 23 24. um Yeah, I mean, just thinking about that makes me smile when you got the top prospect. But, I mean, now guys come to Minnesota again. They're not all going to North Dakota and such. A center, 5'11", 180, shoots left, so on and so forth. Uh, So on and so forth, sorry. Um, Where is he? Yep, University of Minnesota, so on and so forth. He was on the national team, 22-23, played 54 games, 66 points, 27 goals, 39 assists. But, yep, Oliver Moore. All, all Oliver Moore. Um, again, coming to the Govers definitely yeah, helps a lot. Uh, as we're, we're a re- very respected uh, college hockey program now. We're a f- uh, years ago with Lucia, it didn't feel that way. People were like, oh, God, well, not him again. You know, it almost seemed like that <laughs> years ago. Uh, I have nothing against Don Lucia, but it felt like NHL GMs weren't big fans of his. Honestly, uh, Jay Bushy says, when do we, uh, <clears throat> when do you think we see Eck? Apparently he's been practicing for like, or skating and all that for like 45 minutes um, and all that. So uh, that, that's, that's a good sign. <clears throat> Obviously, again, it's a pain tolerance thing. It's a bruise on the foot or bruise on the ankle, you know, like lower body injury, you know, which is basically in this case, it's foot or ankle area. I can imagine the pain is freaking insane, but he, he plays through a lot wouldn't be surprised if he's back by I'm gonna guesstimate game four he, he might even be back for game three but I, I'm guesstimating game four jewel Eriksson-Eck will skate that's my guess but I do think he will skate in this series so like uh, as a as a quote-unquote betting man with draftkings and such Jewel Eriksson-Eck will skate in game number four what do you think of that huh no I could be totally wrong but um, Jay Bushy also again yep he says, very proud of my nephew signing with LSS. Uh, look forward to following him in his college career. College career. <sighs> national letter. Yep, Lake Superior State. That's a, okay. That's a good, yeah, cool. That's cool. Yep, so okay. So this one's, uh, Yep. this one's younger. Yep, Lake Superior State. Yep, they won the national championship back in the early 90s and late 80s and such with uh, uh, Coach Jackson, uh, who's still around with Notre Dame all these years later. Um, very defensive-minded uh, coach, but uh, obviously Lake Superior State's a different story. Um, awesome, 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 awesome program back in the day. And that is an, a really cool place, you know, a really cool place. Isn't it like uh, Superior? So I, I, I believe it's in Superior. I think I had a I had a classmate go there. Uh, he was a basketball player. I'm not sure if he played for them. I know he's a really good baseball player too, but I mean, obviously he's my age, so he doesn't play anymore. like like that obviously but yeah uh, lake superior state um what a nice place in general like and you know hey it'd be nice to see that uh school back in the ncaa tournament again so pretty pretty cool congratulations evan bushy signing his national letter of intent with lake superior state congratulations and i said that and uh jay bushy also said uh what did he say yep he said thank you and i said absolutely yep Absolutely. Uh, I was saying time tired of McFlurry. I think we've seen enough of him the rest of the series. Peter A. McGinnis says agree. Agree, number one. Yep, so very cool. And then Derek Felska has fun with it saying, come on. We couldn't have him feeling bad uh, after not starting game number one. I kid. I kid. (laughs) Uh, What did I quote back with? I was having fun with him. I was saying, ha ha. That's about it when you think about it. I can't believe they put him in right away after game one. And how crazy good guy and how crazy good, I think I was trying to say, and after how crazy good Gus was. Just demoralizing. Not that the play in front of him was spectacular, him being um, Marc-Andre Fleury, because it certainly hasn't been. Yeah, yep. So, it's a bummer. I'm not a happy camper, for sure. And I'm sure Derek isn't either. That was kind of poopy, to say the least. Uh, I believe that wraps up the indirect genre. I believe it does. So really appreciate all of you for uh, interacting and having fun with the show. Didn't hear from Brian Herrera. Wow, that's rare. Brian Herrera, hope everything's going okay. Maybe just busy or whatever. But uh, hope to hear from you on the next show or even just a comment in between shows. Like, again, as long as you hashtag BDWMN, it's going to get on the show for sure. So really appreciate hearing from you. Um, And uh, do check out Crease Podcast. I'm sure, uh, well, depending on how busy he is, maybe schedule getting in the way. But uh, Derek will keep you going with the postseason as well with either uh, Kalisha or Teresa. Both of them just do an unbelievable job. Um, And, of course, Derek does as well. Uh, And, again, I I love the way they rotate. It's really cool. Like, say, somebody can't make it. You have two other people coming on and doing the show. It's really cool how they do that. That's a a cool idea. Otherwise, you get me, Mr. Solo. But I'm the Cal Ripken Jr. of podcasting. I, I am... I'm here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I find a way, I find a way most of the time, uh, so, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm Lou Gehrig, not quite, oh, I don't want to say that, nope, I don't want to get, I don't want to, yeah, no, I don't want to think about what happened to him at the, you know, poor guy, got sick, so I don't want that, um, but as for being reliable and all that, yeah, I, I try to be a Cal Ripken Jr. like when it comes to podcasting, <laughs> I'm just kidding around, of course, um, Hope all of you again uh, have a wonderful week. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I will do a show Saturday night. Who knows? It's, it's been kind of fun doing that. Uh, it'll be similar to this one. Probably not as long. Obviously, I won't be uh, looking at the prospects as much. I'm sure it'll just be kind of like game, game and uh, uh, just game conversation and fan interaction. Kind of like last Saturday night. It's kind of like 45 minutes show. This one's slightly longer, but it's uh, significantly shorter than the regular season. And gosh darn it, I'm okay with that. At this point, it's been a, you know, long, long grueling season. As fun as it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's work too. You know, everything is work in this world. Even playing, no, even playing games. No, that's not work. Even though they can get frustrating. (laughs) That's not work. Sorry, that sounded really stupid. But um, again, really wonderful to hear from you. Uh, Hope to hear from some of you that were missing on this one on the next show. If not, I understand, but we'll, I'm sure we'll interact off and on during the course of time of this series and the offseason and whatever the heck happens. Uh, hopefully with the Wild, after the Wild win a Stanley Cup this year, but <laughs> otherwise, we'll talk about uh, other things and keep up with the postseason with or without us, I suppose. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for having me on. Get your uh, DraftKings app and uh, yeah, keep up with what you can on there. Until next week, take care, and we shall uh, be here.